0: Welcome to the Bite-Size Security Podcast, your source for practical online security advice. Join me, my guests, and sometimes my trained AI voice as I explore ways to protect your digital footprint against the growing cyber threats. From mastering better passwords to understanding encryption and VPNs, the Bite-Size Security Podcast breaks complex topics into clear guidance. It's time to take control of your online presence. You're listening to the Bite-Size Security Podcast. Unlocking solutions for your digital life. Let's get to it. Welcome back to another edition of Bite Sized Security, the podcast sharing bite sized cybersecurity lessons. With new account breaches happening constantly, it's clear that relying on weak, reused passwords alone is no longer enough to protect our digital lives. That's why in this episode, I'll be diving deep on best practices for securing your critical online accounts. I'll explore the elements of strong passwords, using unique passwords for each account, proper password storage, and cutting-edge authentication methods beyond passwords. I'll also provide tips on monitoring account activity, handling breaches, and overall account hygiene habits. If you want to lock down your online accounts to reduce your risk of cybercrime, phishing, and identity theft, this episode is for you. Your online accounts are the gateway to your digital life, containing everything from financial data to personal communications to identity information. That's why the accounts themselves and the ways you secure them should be one of your top priorities for boosting your cyber protection. I'll start with some key tips for creating strong, unique passwords for every account, since your password is still typically the first line of defense preventing intruders from accessing an account. First, length matters when it comes to security. Use passwords of at least 12 to 14 characters, or ideally even longer passphrases of 20 plus characters. Longer passwords are exponentially harder for hackers to crack. Include a random mix of uppercase and lowercase letters, numbers, and special symbols. Avoid dictionary words or personal info that could be uncovered. And definitely don't use the same password across multiple accounts, as breaches often compromise passwords to many sites. Ethan, can you explain the concept of password reuse? Sure, Mark. You know that email password you do not care if somebody knows because it's just for spam email. Well did you use that password on a site you do care about? Password reuse is how one site's password gets compromised and that's input into a program that tries that email and password combination on thousands of websites. Next thing you know, somebody is getting free Uber rides on your account. To aid in remembering complex unique passwords, use, passphrases, long passwords built from multiple words like crazy cat and hat fly forever. This makes it easier to recall but still secure against guessing. You can also use a password manager app like 1Password or Bitwarden to securely generate and store strong, randomized passwords for each account rather than manually creating them. Just be sure to use a very strong master password for the manager itself. Now let's discuss multi-factor authentication, which adds a second layer of identity verification beyond just a password. Options include SMS codes, authenticator apps, security keys, or biometrics like fingerprint or facial recognition. In case you missed it, episode 2 of Bite-sized Security Named, Securing Logins with Two-Factor Authentication, covered this topic in depth. Multi-factor authentication blocks access to accounts even if the password is compromised. So it's absolutely critical to enable on any sensitive logins, especially email, financial services, cryptocurrency, and accounts storing personal information. Authenticator apps that generate six-digit time-based one-time codes are generally the most secure and convenient multi-factor method. Those security keys you physically plug in provide the strongest protection. Enable multiple factors on as many logins as you can. Of course, you'll want to store any backup codes needed for multi-factor recovery in a very secure place, not on your computer. And take care not to have your primary and secondary factors ever compromised together or that defeats MFA's purpose. A cybercriminal needs to only circumvent your weakest security layer to gain access. One potential drawback of physical hardware tokens is some compatibility issues. Not all online services support hardware tokens, so you might still have to rely on other two-factor authentication methods for some accounts. The hardware tokens do offer enhanced security. Hardware tokens are immune to many common attacks such as phishing, man-in-the-middle, and replay attacks. Since the token is a physical device, attackers cannot easily duplicate or intercept the authentication code. While hardware authentication tokens offer robust security benefits, they come with their own set of challenges. The decision to use them should be based on individual needs, the value of the data or accounts being protected, and personal preferences. There is a link in the show notes to how to figure out your own personal threat model. For your most high-value accounts like banks or cryptocurrency exchanges, explore any advanced authentication options offered beyond standard multi-factor. For example, some financial institutions allow using biometrics or video selfie verification when accessing accounts, adding further identity proofing. And there is the concept of passwordless logins which eliminate the need for users to enter a password. Instead, they rely on something the user has like a mobile device or something the user is like a fingerprint. Solutions like 1Password offer this by sending a secure link to a registered email or device or using biometric authentication. But it may not be accepted on every site where two-factor authentication is more standard. In either case, you will probably need a trusted device to authorize the request like your phone. Using an authenticator app is just as easy and familiar and serves a similar purpose. Most authenticator apps like Authy will allow you to set a different pin or use biometrics to open the app to use the six-digit code being asked for enhanced security. So even if somebody has your phone and it is unlocked, they would still need a pin or biometrics to open the Authenticator app to get the code. Now I'll touch on a few other important account security habits beyond your login credentials. Carefully monitor account activity for any unauthorized access attempts, transactions, or changes to account details. Any services let you set up alerts for suspicious activity. Be cautious of third-party apps and sites requiring your login credentials. Only provide to reputable services, not random websites, and revoke access once no longer needed. When available, enable the highest account security settings like fraud monitoring, restricting account access locations, and mandatory strong authentication. If you do have an account compromised, respond quickly. Change your password immediately and enable multi-factor authentication if not already on. Contact the company to secure the account and assess damage. Scan devices for malware. And place fraud alerts with credit bureaus if personal data was exposed. Lastly, maintain overall good account hygiene habits. Sign out of accounts after using services. Change passwords if breached or you have reason to be suspicious. Delete old unused accounts lingering online. And make sure your email, phone, and security options are kept current on accounts. Applying all these security layers will greatly reduce the risk of your credentials being your cyber Achilles heel. Enabling multi-factor authentication and using strong, unique passwords remain two of the most impactful steps you can take to lock down your digital kingdom. I know that's a lot of account security ground we covered today, but staying vigilant over your online logins is one of the wisest investments of time you can make to protect your data and identity. I hope these tips give you a blueprint to significantly harden your defenses. In the show notes, I will link to a resource where you can quickly, easily, and for free lock your credit. This simple thing that almost nobody does will stop thieves from getting loans and credit authorizations in your name. Identity theft is real and really difficult to unravel. By locking your credit, you can make it harder for your identity to be stolen and you do not have to subscribe to a monthly service to do this. It is free and easy to do. Again, check the show notes for a step-by-step how to guide to easily lock your credit at the major credit bureaus. It wraps up this episode of bite-sized security focused on properly securing your critical online accounts. Enable multi-factor authentication, use strong unique passwords and password managers, monitor activity, and maintain good account hygiene account security should be the cornerstone of your overall cyber protection strategy. And be sure to check the show notes of this podcast for helpful resources specific to securing your online accounts. Until next time, stay safe in the digital world. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bite Size Security, the quick hitting podcast serving bite-sized tips to boost your online safety. We covered a lot of ground today and easy to digest nuggets of practical cybersecurity advice. If you want to learn more ways to protect your data and identity online, be sure to subscribe for future episodes. We'll continue breaking down complex security topics into straightforward guidance anyone can apply. Visit our website, bitesizesecurity.show, for recaps and show notes from all of our podcasts. We hope these bite-sized cyber lessons have given you new tools in your digital security toolbox. This is your host signing off until next time. Stay safe in the digital world. You've been listening to Bite sized Security.